And now, the cleanest hour in podcasting with your host, Ralph Peterson. This is the Housekeepers Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Housekeepers Podcast. Dare I say the cleanest hour in podcasting. I am so super excited to be introducing you and actually getting to know myself, meeting for the first time, mind you, Miss Rhonda Loftus. Did I get it right? Loftus? You did. You got it right. It's Loftus. It's long, though, because I have a hyphen. So it's Loftus Hellet. What is it? You did it right. Loftus Hellet. Loftus. Rhonda Loftus Hellet. Yeah, that is long. All right. Yeah, it's long. So it's it's like a married maiden name kind of thing. Yeah, it is. It's exactly that thing. <laughs> um, when we first met, all of my my husband, all all of my all our bills were in my last name. So I was just like, let's just keep it. It's easier Uh-oh. than everything else. It's always weird that challenge. Plus, I of like changing, my last name. Yeah, of changing your last name, right? It's it a is. Weird, like, it's a weird tradition. And you got to get a new social security card and all that. I say you I say you should definitely be able to go with whoever has the better last name or keep your own. What's the big deal? That I think that that'd be that'd be great if you could just do it whoever has the best last name. <laughs> Cuz my husband just have that conversation. Last, yeah. I have a pretty strong last silly. name. So. Everyone <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the same last name as my sister. Oh, very nice. It's a very so common in, last name. Yeah, no question. So you're in Montana, right? I am. I'm in Missoula, Montana. Missoula, Montana. I ran a marathon it's in Missoula, warm here Montana. right now. You ran a What's, marathon in Missoula. Yeah, the Missoula Marathon. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it, they had awesome. a... So you've been here. They, I have, yeah. They had a um they had a guy playing a piano on the on the race trail. So as you're running, there's a guy out in the middle of a field playing a piano and there's other people with horses out there and it was quite a <laughs> That's Missoula. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I stayed at a um a bed and breakfast. It was a lot of fun. A lot of fun over there in Montana. In Montana. <laughs> Montana. So you're at the Hillside Health and Rehab over in Missoula, and you're the EVS director. I am. Yeah. Right. Did you did you grow up? Did you grow up in Montana? I grew up right here in Missoula. I was born in the hospital here and everything. Wow. So you've never left. Mm -mm. No, I never. I like the hometown feeling of Missoula. It's small. Uh, I like the college it's a college town too so like was that i i just wanted to raise my kids here yeah no <laughs> so, i agree i agree it's a great place but what was it like growing up there it's different than it is now that's for sure growing it's cold in the winter hot in the summer and then growing up here it was a lot smaller it's it's expanded a lot since i've grown up um where i lived like you drive all the way down towards the interstate and there was like no stores or anything for a long time you just have gas stations and a mcdonald's and like i lived up the street from the mcdonald's and some hotels but now there's stores just everywhere it's crazy how much has expanded in the last like 30 years 
Yeah, no question. Are you are you the only child, or do you have brothers, sisters? I have a brother, who a full a full blooded brother, um, and him and I grew up together. But I also have two sisters who are way older than me. Like, I think my, I think we're high, uh, they're like in their fifties. Oh and wow, I'm thirty. Yeah, so. so they're way older, no question. Yeah, yeah. Wow. My my dad had a my dad was a few years quite a few years older than my mom. So my sisters are actually older than my mom. Interesting. I'm going to sit with that for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> They're half sisters. <laughs> so how old is your, how old is your brother in relation to you? Is he older or younger? Um, He's older. He's a year and nine months older. Oh, so not that far off. So you guys did kind mm -mm, of grow really up close. together. Yeah. Yeah. So what did you do? Do you, do you remember, like, what did you, what was your first job? Did you ever have like, um, you know, did you sell uh, I started newspapers? Was, oh, well, I mean, when I was really young, I always babysat. Oh, and very cool. And I would work the, at the fairgrounds in the summertime. So I could go to the fair for free. What did you do? You what, can, what was your job? Cleaning. <laughs> It was cleaning up. Um, they had a photography where they let people who are like people enter their stuff in and you can win like first prize and all this. And uh, my best friend's mom ran the photography building. So I cleaned up after people made sure that people weren't touching the pictures and all that. It wasn't a hard job. That was when I was really young. When I got like my first real job, it was at McDonald's when I was like 15. Really? What did you do at McDonald's? Cash register? I Everything. Oh, everything. <laughs> By the time I was 21, I was an assistant general. I was the assistant GM of the store. Of a McDonald's? Yeah. And you started there at 15? Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, I worked that, my way up. That That is that is pretty outstanding. That is, that is what, uh, you know, every time we hire somebody and every time we get somebody young in, we're always hopeful they're you, you know, somebody who will, will come in and work hard and, and is That's, smart and capable. It's, a, it's an anomaly these days though. It really, I feel it, like it, I was just talking to the, to a, a friend of mine in Canada and I, I have a training, you know, I, I train housekeeper managers and I was talking about my course and how there was this company that doesn't want, that doesn't have any budget to train their housekeeper manager. Like they just simply don't do it. They'd rather spend, they'd spend, they would, they're easy to train, like send their, their CNAs or their LNAs off to a training, but they wouldn't spend a single dime on their housekeeper management. And I said, you know, I was talking to this guy and I said, you know, have we considered going right to the housekeeping manager themselves and asking them if they wanted to be trained instead of asking the company if they want to train them? And he goes, housekeeping managers wouldn't spend. I go, I did. I was told uh, when I was a housekeeping manager, that's all, I would, I was consuming, you know, any course I could get my hands on. I, I always wanted to be better. And it, he goes, yeah. yeah, but you're an anomaly. I'm like, well, all right. So me and Rhonda or. <laughs> well, and see, that's kind of the thing that I, when I worked at McDonald's, like the minute I turned 16 in Montana, you can work 40 hours. Well, I oh, wow. could back then. I don't know if it's changed since, but mm. I could back then. So I worked when I was 16, I worked 5 PM to 1 AM and then I would go to school, kept straight A's. Wow. Um, but so that's how I kind of worked my way up. By the time I turned 16, I was a crew trainer. 
18, I was a, a, a manager and then they sent me to like different, uh, McDonald's is good about that. They send you to management trainings and all these different things that I did. Yeah. Um, and then, so I kind of got my management training from them, but I wasn't there long enough to like actually let it stick, I guess. And, mm -hmm. and managing housekeepers is different than managing a bunch of teenagers at a fast food restaurant. Managing housekeeping is different than any type really of management. Is. It really is. I tell everybody, if you can be mm -hmm. a successful, even halfway successful <laughs> okay. housekeeper yes. manager, you could probably rule the world. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. It's hard because it's like you get a rough crowd sometimes. The housekeepers, they're some of them are like stubborn. I feel like a lot of housekeepers are stubborn and set in their ways about things. And so well, I, that's there are a, a lot challenge. of people who are. <laughs> no question. That's true. I've been I've been punched in the throat. I've had my my tire slashed. I've had I've had all kinds of uh, run-ins. So I know it could be a rough and tumble world out there in the whole EBS field. <laughs> I'll really tell you can. what. Yeah. <laughs> you haven't lived until you got punched it in the is. throat by a ninety-pound housekeeper. That's what I say. Oh my gosh, ninety pounds just. <laughs> 90, oh. She was little. That's I hope all that I'm doesn't happen to, to me. I hope that yeah. never happens. To me, me too. Me too. Yeah. I hope it doesn't happen either. So, uh, you, you, um, 21, what happened to 21? Why'd you quit? Why'd you get out of, out of McDonald's? Um, well, a lot of the, there's stuff. I, I got tired of making food. <laughs> I loved the customer, um, aspect of it, but I got tired of food. I get tired of always having breakouts on my face because of the oil. It's not, I have sensitive skin. So it was like a lot of that. And then the pay, I was offered another job at a group home, taking care of little boys, but I worked the night shift. It was a couple dollars more an hour. So I really, I just took that on and I worked nights and everyone was asleep. So I cleaned the entire house, like every single night and did laundry. And so that's kind of where my housekeeping came into play. And then I also would work part time cleaning uh, apartment move outs. So for a friend of mine. So really? that's kind of where that came into play. Yeah. What is a then, group home? What is a group home for boys? Because I, I guess I don't know. Well, it was a group home for um, kids that had mental behaviors uh, and their parents mm. like needed help like getting meds adjusted or they didn't have parents or they're just kids that some of them are in the system, but I have got punched in the face by one of them, by an eight year old that was as tall as me. That was crazy. That was a crazy hard job when they would, oh, cause some of them were like bipolar and stuff. Their meds don't work. Do they just have moments? It was different. <laughs> my my dad worked at a at a a mental well at the time they I don't think they call them mental institutions anymore but they, at the time he worked at a place that they called the mental institution and mm -hmm. he would come home with some of the first of all he'd come home a couple of times with a black eye like that would be a thing <laughs> you know and oh yeah and he, he I've seen that happen before. And, and he'd have some of the craziest stories, like people were just completely off their, you know, out of their mind, you know, like just uncontrollable. And uh, yeah, 
we had a we my mom's a nurse and she picked up a few shifts at at a place in montana that's the same she did not like it <laughs> that's my mom is a nurse and that's how i got and i got into nursing home like no kidding yes but wow. i never wanted to be i never wanted to work at a nursing home because my mom worked at one and i grew up at them pretty much and it was because of the smell i hated the smell of nursing homes which is where now I'm here and I'm like, I can't, I can't have the smell. We got to get these floors done. We got to take out mattresses. Is it, is it the smell of elderly or is it the smell of urine? The urine. Yeah. Is most of it. Cause the elderly yeah. smell, that's, that's not going to go away. Yeah. But it was, it was, I think at the time it was probably more like the urine and or like the combination of people using the bathroom and lunches coming out. I was younger too, but yeah. I grew up in and out. Like my mom works for the same company that I do. Um, she started, she was at a different building though. Now she trains our CNAs, but um, I grew up with the Goodman group, which owns uh, Hillside or run. Yeah. Owns Hillside. So since I, I don't know, I think my mom worked there first go around when she was pregnant with me. Ah. when i was sick they would like put me in a bed by her office another... <laughs> yeah staying home That's from school was. was not fun for you oh no it never was because um, i was just at the nursing home does not sound like a good time for a little kid or i was like under sure. her desk taking a nap <laughs> so so How's the odor? No, that's a terrible question. <laughs> it's good here. I have got you're in it charge. under control here. Now that you're in charge, yeah. It actually wasn't it, that bad here when I started. So, yeah, it's just, a it's a it's a weird thing because you could be doing everything right in in your housekeeping department, like everything. You could be the cleanest mm -hmm. building, and you have one small accident. Somebody has an accident in the front. It smells like urine, and everybody thinks it's the dirtiest place like it, it's, i know you get no break for it at all yeah that's yeah that's for sure because like that happens still right now i'll walk them i'll be like Ooh, what was that and they're like oh <laughs> we're just taking care of this resident oh okay <laughs> like i go check the room is it dirty what's going on <laughs> but that's that's just that's always going to be a comp like a complication in nursing home. Just, it is what it is. Yeah, no question. And I, th I became always... like a. You go. go okay. Um. So yeah, after I left the group home, I took a manager job at a hotel, and then that's where I. I got tired of it because oh my gosh, you have this much time to do this much work and. I just got tired of it and I told my mom, I was like, mom, I don't want to work here anymore. And then she told me that my boss up here was looking for a housekeeping manager and I jumped on it right away, fell in love with it, actually. Wow. I think it's more about, you... it's not just the housekeeping part either that I, go ahead. No, I'm sorry. You know what? There's I, a um, delay didn't between just us. just fell in love with that. <laughs> I see that. It's annoying me. Um, that I didn't just like the housekeeping part of it i like getting to know the building too like even the maintenance part of it i've kind of just like Ooh. and i know a lot about our building now so 
I've been here three years now. I've learned a lot. <laughs> when you were when you were cleaning a hotel, how long did you do that for? Two years. I was managing it for two years. Mm. Yeah, hotels a whole different animal. Well, the hotel was located right next to a brewery that always has concerts in the summertime. So we would get a rough crowd a lot because they would stay at the hotel and they would be wasted from the, from the concerts and destroy the hotel rooms. And I'm not good at cleaning up vomit. And I had to a lot there. I hated it. So I was, I was glad to take the out. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, I, I didn't, I, I cleaned hotels too for a little bit and, and I didn't, I didn't work at a, I didn't work at a, um, you know, like a five-star hotel. I worked at like a one-star hotel. <laughs> and so the people who stayed at a one-star hotel, to your point, are not the cleanest. Yeah. And uh, so they make your job uh, challenging, very challenging. How long did you last? working at a hotel uh, well all right so i i worked at two different hotels but one was at a ski resort and they were kind of the same in the sense that they had the same kind of we had the same problems with people you know they were young people and there was a lot of drinking and it would not be unreasonable to find a hole in the wall you know that kind of thing yeah you know, so there was a lot of maintenance issues but the first one that i worked at i was 16 and what was so great about it was well first of all i was the only man housekeeper so that's pretty cool <laughs> no um <laughs> but you you got to you got to keep whatever they left behind and, you know, like we, if it was something like I got the best pair of sweatpants I ever owned because somebody left them behind, but I had to wait like three weeks. Like you had to wait some amount of time. Mm -hmm. If nobody called and claimed them, you got to keep them, you know, but yeah, you got to keep like, they would leave beer behind. <laughs> they would leave food behind. We got to like, we ate and drank like Kings when I was 16. <laughs> At a ski resort, cleaning a ski resort. So that was a pretty good That's part. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's one part I do kind of miss a little bit. Get to take home those like nice bottles of wine and stuff when they didn't, when they leave them. But our at the hotel I worked at, they would like put everything in a bin uh, for as like like you said, like three weeks or whatever. And a lot of the time, the owners of the hotel would just take it home. Oh, that's like, unfair. No, I found that. But one time I found like the Clinique Happy perfume. And I don't know if you've ever seen this. This is an expensive perfume. And I was like, ooh. And I put my name on it and I stuck it in the corner and I waited the three weeks. And like before the man the owners came in, I was like, mine. Because it's just <laughs> it was such an expensive perfume. I was like, oh, I gotta have that. <laughs> I don't know why. It was just that thing. That was that was it, it, actually probably a fun thing though about working at the hotel i think that's it. like taking home the beer is one of them yeah i mean it's like a, a unique little perk that you wouldn't know going into it but people do generally leave unopened 
beer, wine, liquor bottles. I mean, mm-hmm. it's amazing the amount of food and beverage that is left behind. And I mean, what are you going to do? You're going to take it home. <laughs> You're going to eat it at break. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I, my stepdad, um, he would watch my, my kids while I was at work on the weekends. And so I would always bring him beer. Like, I'm like, here you go to pay for it. So I'd have to pay for childcare. Cause he was like, okay, I'll take that. I also didn't know that you should tip your housekeepers at a hotel. I didn't know that was a thing until I worked really? at a hotel. Really? Yep. There is a there is a company that I just learned about where they are making it so that you can, if you want to, you can tip your housekeeper with a text. So instead of leaving money in an envelope. Which, by the way, when I worked at a hotel, we always had an awful, we either had a lot of thieves or we had a lot of suspicion, you know, because like our manager, I wasn't the manager, our manager would go and inspect every room before they were cleaned. And we're all like BS, you know, the only reason why she's doing that is so she can collect envelopes. You know, we always mm-hmm. thought that whether it was true or not, we always thought that. And. This, there's a new technology out there where this company is making it so that you can like imagine you working at the hotel that every housekeeper, every room was assigned that you could just you get a text message. How is your housekeeping? If you would like to leave a, a tip, click here and you could leave a, you know, 15, 20 percent tip right on your phone just with a text message. You just oh, like add it to your bill. Yeah, that's I think cool. that's pretty cool, too. Yeah, there was another thing I really like another one of those kind of types of programs, not for, not for tipping, but for getting to know if a room has been cleaned or not is there's a hotel in Las Vegas where they would, once you clean the room, once you're done cleaning the room, you just pick up the phone and dial a code and it's like seven, eight, nine, and then a star. And then the room number, you know, 1124. And then the EBS manager would get that text. The room's done, room's done, room's done. Isn't that pretty cool? Because otherwise, cool. we're always trying to we're always I trying like to figure that, out. Like, yeah, that was one of the ours. I we had to enter ours into the computer, but a lot of the time, like we just be getting a room done and someone want an early check in or something, so I had to use a walkie or pick up the phone and call the front desk. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. that is a cool system. I like that. Just get a text message. That'd be awesome. Yeah, I think it's pretty great too. There's it's a lot crazy of te- how diff. It's crazy how different like the housekeeping in a hotel versus a housekeeping at like a nursing home is for, I never, it, there's a lot of difference. Yeah. I was just at a, at a conference and somebody asked me, cause you know, I've been working in healthcare forever, but I started my career working in contract services. Like we were doing office buildings, hotels, banks, schools. My first housekeeping job was in a school, cleaning the high school. And there's a lot of people who want to bid a housekeeping job in healthcare by square footage. They're like, how come you don't just bid it like, you know, so much of a a cost per square foot. And I'm like, because you're talking about going there once, like you go to an office once you go to a bathroom once you go to a resident room once that's not healthcare (laughs) back and forth, back and forth, back and forth all day, (laughs) all day. 
trying to manage the the messes people leave behind. It can be quite a chore. It it really can be quite a chore. I I know it's. Uh, I'm always like, oh, I just cleaned up that mess, like that room, and then something spills. I'm like, go right back. Yeah, you know what what's there's another company that I know that does class A office buildings. So they're, they've made like all their money doing commercial cleaning and they just bought a company that provides services to nursing homes. And it's so fun to watch them handle problems because they handle them so differently than we do. Yeah. Like, like they were having a problem with staffing on Sundays. So you know what they did? They increased the pay on Sunday. I was like, I've never heard of that before. <laughs> They're like, yeah, we just decided to pay everybody. If you're going to work Sunday, you get paid more. Like, what? That's what? what? Sundays are like the slow day at the nursing home for me. Like, that's the day I would love to work more because that's slow day. You don't have everybody there. Nobody's got appointments. It's so much easier just to have the low, like only one or two housekeepers on that day than it is in the week. That's funny. I love it. I love that they're paying more money. Anytime we can get housekeepers more money, I say yes. Yes. Oh, yes. I feel like housekeepers are always just like the low ball. Always. But always. It's true. It, it's that's it's that way nationwide. So Today's episode of the Housekeepers Podcast is brought to you by the Housekeeping Leadership Academy. If you are ready to take your career to the next level, the Housekeeping Leadership Academy is for you. It is the number one housekeeping management training company that specifically serves the long-term care industry. Visit housekeepingleadershipacademy.com. That is housekeepingleadershipacademy, all one word, dot com. Yeah, it's it's not it's not like that around the world. I have some some pretty good contacts in in like other places like India and England and France and some people who have been on the show and who work in in the cleaning business. Of course, they work at five star hotels, you know. So they they're working they're they're cleaning some really amazing property, but they they get they get compensated pretty well. Because they're very, you know, of course, they're considered very important. I would say that housekeeping is the, I always want to call it a housekeeping home. They insist on calling it a nursing home. But I think if we change, <laughs> we change what we call it, uh, we do a little better. But um, <laughs> I think, I think the, the cleanliness of your facility is hands down one of the most important things. Well, that's like it it is it's extremely important because like you get new residents come in or like their families like if you you walk in and the first thing you see is stuff on the floor or the smell or something like that's your first impression so like housekeeping really in my eyes is is your first impression because their work is your is the first impression that people see like they don't necessarily see like the nursing nurses and the CNAs doing their stuff right away, but they sure as heck do walk into a building and see the building first. Like no that's, question, it's it's hard when you are short staffed too, and so they're like, "Oh, we gotta take care of the resident rooms and stuff." So then, like, the floors aren't getting done or something. I'm like, "Oh, but the floors need to be done because they look shiny and look nice." And that's a, to me, I'm like first impression. Yeah, but I I, never, a lot of people don't look at it that way. I know I would never put. 
cleaning resident rooms above floor care. I know. I actually watched one of your things about that. And you're like, floor care is my number one. I'm like, it oh man, I wish it's, it's not feasible one. right now for my staffing. It will be there though. Yeah. Once I get my staffing up. You know what the, what the problem is, not the problem. Let me, uh, here, here's the truth. Here's just simply just give you the truth. You are judged by the way your floors look. And that's the only thing you're judged on. People think you're either a good manager or a crappy one based on the way your floors look. It doesn't matter what anybody else says to you. I don't, it doesn't matter. It does not matter what anybody else says. It's all about presentation. If your facility doesn't look good, it's your fault. Yep. All the time. And that's all the time. That's, that's one thing though. Like I just wish more people got that. <laughs> they don't get it. I know. And it's huge. You're, I, you're absolutely right. And I've had, a, I've had like legitimate, like battles with administrators who just simply, you know, you leave it up to them. It's all about toilets, like toilets, resident room toilets yeah. need to be cleaned. What? Oh. I agree. They need to be cleaned, but above the presentation of the entire facility, they need to be. No, no, no. You're, but you have to listen to the administrator. Who, who are we? We serve at the at the at the luxury of the administrator, but the problem is, the administrator always does us wrong, or not always, but when they when they dictate that anything everything else more important than floor care, and then they get mad at us because the building doesn't look good. <laughs> See, I got I got lucky when I came on because uh, the our executive director got me a new floor machine because ours was broken like she understood the importance of the floor care so i got lucky with that nice. one i don't i i didn't have to fight on that so what kind me. of floor do you have oh my gosh right now we got three different flooring because our building is old it's from like the 60s i think like late 60s but don't quote me um so we've got different floor we have cardine flooring mostly which have you ever used carding flooring or tried to like clean that? It's, eh, yeah. it's is what it's, I like it. It looks pretty, but it's a little bit harder to clean. I feel like yeah. than people think that it would be because like you don't have to put the wax and everything on, but it's still like things get stuck to it real easy. Yeah. And, and I'm a big um, fan of shiny floors and those yeah, things don't shine. Kind of that matte. Yeah. They don't match finish. They're, yeah. They're matte, but it, I get. We do also have residents that see a shiny floor and think they're going to slip or say that it's too slippery a lot. So I guess I get it. Um, we've got like the old tile floors that we're slowly taking out. Well, not slowly. We got a lot done this summer. I was excited. We got a the, whole wing done. I was so excited VTC? to see a new floor. Is it VTC yeah. you're taking out? The, what are you replacing the, it with? The know. luxury vinyl? The uh, Yeah. No, no, no. We're using the carding in the rooms too. Oh, okay. But but we use like we have the light color on that. I think it looks it looks really nice. It really does look nice in the rooms. Um, but like I said, it's different to take care of this. You don't have the stripping and the waxing like you do on the old like the old tiles. But it still looks it it looks good as long as things don't get stuck to it. So what are you using to clean it? You're just using an auto scrubber. 
Yeah, we use the auto scrubber just to clean that. It cleans it up just fine. It just mm-hmm. leaves that it leaves a matte finish and not a shine. That's mm-hmm. the only problem. Like, yeah, so you that, for me, and it's not really a problem. It's just how I see it. Do you have any carpet? Just in the offices. Oh, that's good. Um, yeah, so I don't clean the carpets very much. I have a carpet cleaner, and I use it like when needed, but. Um, our managers have been so, so good lately about just like vacuuming their own offices because we've been oh, nice. staffing is nationwide. So yeah, they've been yeah. taking care of their own offices, which has been good great. for them. Good. I know. Good. I'm so thankful for them to like, it's amazing because that doesn't happen in a lot of nursing homes. Like you don't get that. And I've even heard you talk about it before where you're like cleaning up after staff more than you are the residents. And I've had I'm so grateful because uh, I had a huge staffing shortage um, mid-September and it kind of just trickled like that. Um, and the CNAs, our med techs, like they all helped out. And they are continuing the time. Hey, I swept this room, but it still needs a you you are so in and out with this internet connection of yours <laughs> i almost never wear my hair down sorry uh <laughs> no i said the internet connection oh there you go there's the internet connection that's what i'm talking about housekeepers podcast sometimes you just have to roll with the internet that's all you just have to roll with it <laughs> no worries you're back <laughs> maybe well i'm like i'm at work and there's certain times of the day where you get like because we have a pharmacy next door that is through our same company so there's like a certain time of the day where you're just hitting that where we got people charting we got them doing that oh so the the internet's being overworked right now it is yeah yeah it's one of those things i understand so uh. the the so you guys aren't buffing at all then so you don't have any need to buff floors um we've got one hall that has like wood flooring that we could buff but i don't do it mainly just because i suck at it (laughs) those look here's the most important thing what's the matter with you you get on that buffer and you learn I do need the education for that floor, um, uh, but I, I know how to run the floor machine. I do know how to run like our our buffer and the what do you call that thing? The high know. speed, the one that slow you, speed. The high, the side by side. The side by side. Took a wall out the first time I was learning that thing. It was, yeah, all took of us off do. on me. All of us do. Uh, That's what happens to all of us because it's awkward. That one was a struggle to learn i'm still not very good at that one because i'm just like it just takes off i can't keep up with it and i'm tiny i'm five two i'm like 110 pounds and the, the thing, thing you're gonna say is you're goes. next thing you're gonna say is you're a girl listen it's not about strength no. 
It's not about strength. That's what, really... all, that's what everyone tells me. Like, it's not about strength. You just need it to isn't. get it at the right level for you. And I'm like, okay, yeah. well. Yeah. You have to get it so that the bar but is right But a lot of the time, hips. our maintenance guys help me out. Yeah, that's yeah. what they said. Right at your hip. <laughs> I'll figure it out. You should. It's important. It's important. It's got to be one of the most important things that you do is floor care. So. I'd be putting yeah, that on the get, on the top of the list. That that's like always like my goal is like I want to learn this. And then that was going to be the first thing that I was taught. And then I don't know, I walked into a building that had a lot of older like we had crank beds. You know what a crank bed is? Of course. I've been in long-term <laughs> care for more than 20 okay, years. Well, I've been I've been in long-term <laughs> care so nearly my as husband, long as you've been alive. <laughs> I know a crank. My husband, um, he works, he works at a sister facility, um, as a CNA. And I'm trying to explain to him like these crank beds. And he's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, an electric bed. No, you, (laughs) you have to like, I was like, no, you have to crank them. And he's like, I I don't know what you're talking about. I was like, oh, you were so lucky. (laughs) So like I walked into like, oh, we got equipment that we got to take care of. Um, they didn't have a housekeeping manager when I started here. They had the maintenance director doing both housekeeping manage- management and maintenance, but it just, it wasn't working. And yeah, he wasn't, common. I don't know. There was a lot that I had to catch up. I had a lot, I ca- caught up on it. Um, and then started to learn like the floor care and then COVID. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of haven't really got there but this summer when we redid a lot of the floors i got to learn a lot more then oh yeah how was covid for you guys pretty terrible or no it wasn't terrible um at all we got lucky in a way i guess i don't know if it's luck or if it's just we were doing our job um the best we could i think the so the first year like you know the 2000 oh my gosh in 2020 we did not have an outbreak that lasted more than two weeks like we had four people get it something like that so we built our covid unit and got to take it down a couple weeks later we it didn't spread this year with um we had well like when i was supposed to do uh this with you before i got sick came back the next week we got covid um so we built our walls again like built the covid unit up uh one month kept it up for one month and then we were done and so it wasn't we didn't lose a lot of residents either it wasn't it just wasn't that bad here but i had seen it at other buildings where it had gotten like bad i was grateful that it wasn't so bad here yeah i we we had and and i work in a bunch of nursing homes but one of the nursing homes i was in we had i think 80 residents and maybe 30 of them got COVID. Like that's a lot. That's a, that is a lot. That's a big population to have COVID. And then all the staff were coming down with COVID and it was, we, we actually, by the end of 2020, you could test positive for COVID as an employee and still be required to work because we were so short staffed. And if you well, weren't we, symptomatic, we had that at a sister facility, like uh, my mom tested positive because, like I said, she's a nurse, but 
she's also now our CNA trainer, but she tested positive um, the first go around, but she didn't, she's like, oh, I feel fine. I don't, I'm just a little tired, whatever. And they're like, okay, you want to work in the COVID unit? And she's like, okay. Cause they didn't yeah. have staffing. Yeah. Did you ever get it? No, no, me neither. No. And my husband worked in a COVID in the COVID unit as a CNA, never got it. Yeah. I never got and it. My either. kids were only out of school. The one, the one, like the rest of 2020, like the beginning of 2020, like, yeah. Okay. That's when they were out. And then when they went back to school, I get called all the time. They're like, Oh, they came in close contact to somebody. They never got it. I'm, mm. I don't know. Some people are just luckier than others. We have a, a fun story. My wife and I went to in, in March, it was March 1st, actually. So March 1st, we went to Little Rock, Arkansas to run a marathon. And on the plane, my wife wasn't feeling well. And we sat next to some lady who had like gloves and hand sanitizer and wipes and masks. Like she was, it was March 1st of 2020. And she was like all geared up. And we just kind of shook it off like it was funny. And then we went to, while we were in Little Rock, we went to the Bill Clinton Museum. So there's a, the Presidential Museum of Bill Clinton in Little Rock. And so we go on this tour and there was a, a couple from China that was in our tour group. And this is right when the president was like shutting down travel, especially to China. You know, the world was all on edge. It was all this big thing. And everybody was super scared of these two people from China. And then we get back. And again, my wife hasn't been feeling well this whole time. We get back and my wife tests positive for COVID. So oh man, she was the only one who had COVID, I think. <laughs> like, it was so funny. Like we were nervous about the Chinese couple. And it was my wife who probably infected them. Was, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but when they closed down everything it was like my son's birthday was april 1st and mm. his it was his 10th birthday so he's like, like already had it planned and i was like okay well canceled your birthday everything's shut down what do you want to do it, we just i just like that you're just canceled that so sucks so sucks it's so it terrible it was such was a, crap it a lot of it was. Was it a lot of changes for you, like as in working as an environmental service? Did how much changed for you with that? It changed everything for me personally because I'm a consultant, and prior to the shutdown of the country in mm -hmm. 2020, I worked in a ton of nursing homes, and I would go there every week to different nursing homes, training EVS directors. You know, we would be doing inspections and workloading and job routine creation and trying to figure out how to work short staffed and all that. But I'd be doing it in person. And then we, they then the government said here in New York anyway, they said to reduce the number of consultants going in and out of your facility. And I'm technically considered a consultant. And so I remember a couple of nursing home administrators saying, can we do this can we still use you without you coming in like how is that possible because the truth is the problems i solve are still there you know so if you yeah. just take me out of it you still have the problems of trying to trade the new evs directors and everything 
And so I said, yeah, let's try FaceTime. And so that's how I started doing it is with FaceTime. I'm like doing tours and inspecting toilets and, you know, just on FaceTime because we didn't know what else to do. And I had this in-service scheduled on, I was going to talk about what a leadership system is and for EBS directors. And somebody said, are you going to record it? Like, can you, are you going to record it? Because I'm not going to be able to be on the call. And that was the first time I did ever even considered how do you record the call? Like, how can I even, how can, can you record a FaceTime video? Like, I didn't even know, like, I, can you do that? And somebody's like, you know, why don't you just use zoom? And I didn't even know what zoom was. And I was like, all right, let's use zoom. And that's it. And so ever I, since then, since April of 2020, about 70% of my business went completely virtual to where I've been sitting here behind my desk with a microphone and a camera doing tours, doing trainings, keynotes, you know, seminars, onboarding new staff, you know, getting ready for surveys, all of it just by, just by being here. That's, that's a lot of change for you. A lot of change. On the other side, there were still a lot of companies, a lot of nursing homes that still wanted me to come in. So I was still traveling the whole entire year, still going into a lot of facilities. And the reason is because we still had like major things to overcome. Like, how do you, here's one thing that we really struggled with at first. It was, how do you provide floor care? Let's talk about floor care because floor care is where you're moving air, right? So floor care is moving mm -hmm. air, vacuums move air, High speeds move air, slow speeds move air. How do you manage moving air when COVID is airborne? Do you just stop all floor care? Do you stop vacuuming? Do you turn off all the air handlers? Do you shut off all the fans? Like, you know, it was a, we really struggled with trying to figure out the best way. And then we came up with a, a red, yellow, green zone. So red was COVID. You couldn't. Mm -hmm do you know no air handler or you could have the air handler on but no fans no vacuuming no floor care you know no buffing or side to side and then the green was the complete opposite there was no covid we could use vacuums we could turn on fans we could strip and wax we could do everything and then the yellow was our between the areas between a red zone and a green zone would be yellow and in the yellow zone, the only thing we allowed was vacuuming, but only with HEPA filtered vacuums. So still no spuffing, still no stripping and refinishing. You know, but, you know, I just, what it took me like, what, three seconds to explain that to you took us months to work out. You know, it took us months to just go, well, how do you begin? What's a green zone? What's a red zone? What's the zone in between calling that yellow? And then the centers for, um, CMS Medicare, uh, CMS Medicare services, they chimed in with their own red, yellow, green zone. Yeah, and it I've was seen based that one. And it was based on COVID. And so they were like, well, you guys can't use red, green, yellow zones for floor care because we're using that for nursing care. And it'll be confusing. We're like, oh, Eve. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's always those small things that they got to throw in there and like, like what? Yeah. So it was, it was, it was very challenging. It still, it still is challenging to try to figure out how to navigate, especially now because COVID's still out there. We have the Delta variant now that's out there. We have everybody that's vaccinated yeah. and it doesn't seem to matter. So vaccinated, or not vaccinated, doesn't matter. It seems. 
and then you you still have we're still charged with providing a clean and sanitary environment safe environment from the evs department mm-hmm. and it's and it's really a challenge it's and and put on top of that we don't have any staff yeah that's that's what the, that's the only challenge that kind of came along with covid um and it didn't affect me so i got lucky like, again i always get lucky um when they shut everything down i got a housekeeper who worked at the mall here in town and he did floor care there and he did housekeeping and well he lost his job so i snatched him up um he's he's prn now but he's still around he, I got lucky because I was like, okay, I actually have someone who knows how to do floors that I don't have to train because I barely know still. So I kind of just handed the torch to him and he didn't, like I said, he took care of them and he kept the rooms clean. I, I got real lucky because a lot of staff that worked at, I got another, I got two people that came from the, uh, from the mall because they all lost their jobs. The mall just was like, sorry. So I, I got housekeepers that way when COVID started. So I didn't lose a lot because um, they all just kind of came on. But and then after everything started to open up, that's when it all just went awry. You know, that's a, that's a really good point you're making too, because that was another one of the things that we did right off when everybody, everything was being closed down. And I actually heard a story about ABM. Do you know what ABM is? ABM is like, um, I think it's one of the largest cleaning janitorial service companies in the world actually i've heard of them it's right up there and they do everything so they they provide sort of their mo i think they're i mean don't quote me because i'm maybe i'm gonna have to get somebody from abm on here but <laughs> i think they're i think they're it's one of my goals one of my missions in life is to get the the ceo of abm um one of their it seems like one of their biggest focuses is on airports train stations you know like all the travel industry it seems like i see abm every time i'm in an airport i see abm you know like they're the ones who are that's doing probably that. where i've seen it before is that in, an airport in 2020 so i read this story that in 2020 there's right when it happens when i read it because it gave us the idea to do the same thing they all the travel got shut down which means all everybody who was cleaning in the airports and train stations and bus stations and all that got shut down. They got furloughed. They're going to lose their job. At the same time, this is over in England. At the same time, healthcare in England was struggling with getting staff, especially in the EVS departments. And so ABM just transitioned all of their EVS staff in the airport to the hospital. And I was like, I read that. I was like, I have to call That's the airport. Brilliant. I have to call the airport, right? So like calling the airport, we called all, we called everybody. We called the airport. We called all the hotels. We called all the restaurants and just simply saying, I know you guys are shut down. We're over here at this XYZ nursing home. We're hiring. We need staff. So if you have any cleaners, food service workers, anybody's looking for work, you know, send them our way. And a lot of people did come and to fill out an application and we got a lot of traction from it. So. That's where I got the idea. ABM. Yep. That's a, that Very was, kind of, yeah, that's kind of what I did. I mean, I just, I was like, oh, I'll take your housekeepers. But again, like <laughs> our, our, Missoula's small. It looks, it is small. Our, our mall is small. They didn't have a lot of housekeepers. So I took the two good ones they had and I was like, let's go. 
<laughs> you know what? And you know what the other thing about the mall is? Their number one focus in the mall for cleaning is the floor. The floor. The, the floor. floor. You never notice whether or not there's a cobweb. You always uh, notice the floor. Never. Right? I mean, mm -hmm. the, the building could be, the mall could be dusty, cobwebby. They could be birds living in the rafter. If those floors are shiny, they're like, who cares? So there's some bats in the rafters. You know, like you wouldn't care. Floor care. It's all that's, about floor that's care. That's so true because, like, I can walk into a room and see, like, there's dust all on the light or they got a lot of we got a lot of residents that have a lot of stuff sometimes. And I'm like, oh, my God, there's dust everywhere. No one will say a word about that stuff. But the minute the floor has something on it and it's sticky, they're like, oh, my God, you need to get in that room. It's so dirty. It cracks me up a little bit because it is. I walked in. Yeah, I walked in and my, my, my foot stuck a little bit. So it's nasty. Oh, OK. <laughs> That's funny. I, I, the word, oh, we got to get out of here. But um, the word that I always find fascinating in healthcare is the word disgusting. Because nurses use the word disgusting to label everything misplaced, everything. I had, I had, a, I had a nurse tell me that the laundry on the laundry cart was disgusting. And I was like, all right, show it to me because you know, there's a whole vile. I, I can't even tell you in my mind, if there's laundry on a clean linen cart, that is disgusting. I mean, we didn't do a good job cleaning it. Can you agree? Like, that's what yeah. I think. Yeah. We go that's there, what I was thinking. Yeah. We go up there and it's not folded. Look at it. It's disgusting. I go, ma'am, we have to change your vernacular. I'm going to get you a dictionary. <laughs> that is not disgusting. Don't you ever use that word again. Disgusting. It's, I know we gotta. I know that, that it's funny to see like um, my husband. Like I said, he's seen it. His version of dirty and gross and disgusting versus mine. And I'm like, you don't know <laughs> all the time. <laughs> Absolutely. So can't believe you're married to a CNA. Good for you. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> Crossing the enemy lines. Can't believe you're married you. to us. <laughs> oh, I know. Uh, some days we, I'm like, we'll argue about things. Like he'll tell me because we don't work at the same building, but like he'll tell me, like, oh yeah, the CNA this or that, and I'm just like, no. You, why? Why are they making like the gloves on the floor? I remember your podcast about that. We we went toe to toe on that one too. My husband and I did. I was like, you guys can't just pick up the glove off the floor. He's like, we're busy. I'm like. You are such a CNA. That's what I tell him. I he's like, I tell him all the time. You're such a CNA. I we're busy. That's why. Because they're busy. Everyone's busy. Housekeepers podcast. Ruminating. I want to tell her how much I hate her husband, but I don't know him. <laughs> <laughs> no i love cnas and nurses they i i do too yeah <laughs> i have a lot of respect i have a lot of respect for them because i their job is hard it's not easy um all of our jobs are hard 
all of our jobs are hard. My cleaning job is different. After, cleaning up after others is hard. Taking care of others is hard. Being a resident in a nursing home, hard. Yeah. Hard. Ooh, and it got harder this in the last couple of years for them. Like that's mm-hmm. all that really matters is the residents, anyways. Mm-hmm. It's been it's been very challenging for them too. So it's hard for it's hard on all of us. But when mm-hmm. we make it more hard or harder than it needs to be, all right. What are we doing? What are we doing? I, I you probably heard me say this before, but I have a I had an administrator as I was complaining about gloves on the floor tell me that he tells his new CNAs that they don't have to pick up after themselves. It is an added perk. That's what he sells. He's like, no, I, listen, yeah, if you work for I me, you don't you even have to that. pick up like, after yourself. That's such a, that's not a perk. That's, that's rude, rude. That's somebody who really, really, really does not understand the, the culture he's creating in his facility because when you treat the right. war, you treat when you treat housekeeping like that like they're disposable like they're not you know it's their job to it, you know it's one thing to say that it's housekeeping's job to pick up because it is it's another thing to throw stuff on the floor and say well it's your job to pick it up that's demeaning in more ways than i can even articulate I don't think a lot of people understand that either, but how like how that does come off to housekeepers because it does. It it sucks when you hear it that way. It is completely demeaning. It is. It is. It is. It is terrible, and I wouldn't treat I wouldn't treat them that way, and I don't know why they treat us that way. It's so so convenient. How nice for them to look down on housekeeping. Good for you. Good for you. Thanksgiving. That's why I think I'm so lucky. Positive. <laughs> like I said, that's why I'm so thankful that I have a staff that's like, let me help you. Like, I yeah, got no, that's great. I got med techs, nurses. It's, it is wonderful. I'm, I'm grateful for that. I gotta tell you, because I've, I, I've seen, I've had travelers come in. We get traveler CNAs, and they, they act like, oh, you're just a housekeeper. Oh, that's your job. But then to see like our staff, who are our staff, helping us out, I'm just like, I'm so grateful for them because they understand that. My job, our our housekeeping, our housekeeper's job isn't as easy as it seems, or it is more important than it, it seems. Like people think it is. I have I'm worked. Grateful. I have. That. I That's have worked my Thanksgiving in, gratefulness. Yeah, I like it. I have worked in nursing homes where they didn't need housekeeping. They simply didn't need it. They did such a good job picking up after themselves. And picking up after residents, if a resident drops a tissue, they just picked it up without question. Like housekeeping, you could be no housekeeping for a week. You wouldn't know it, you know, other than like the floor wasn't being mopped, you know, and and nothing was being dusted. But other than that, I mean, there was they just they just you know what you know what they did. They didn't throw stuff on the floor. And so they didn't have to pick (laughs) it up. Imagine that. Yeah, that's whoa, crazy. So there are there are a lot of really great CNAs out there, great LNAs out there, great nursing out there, and then there are some that take all my attention, mm-hmm. and they're not so great. Yeah, drive me crazy. Well, this has been fun. It's Thank always, you for coming on. It has been fun. Thank you for having me on. You're welcome. See, this was not as bad as you thought it was going to be. 
I know I was so nervous. Um, and then it was <laughs> fine afterwards. We just have that lag though. That's driving me nuts. Yeah. The little internet lag is a little challenging, but uh, you know what they say when you comes to the internet, I mean, you're all the way, I'm in New York city, you're in Montana that we're even having being able to have a face-to-face -face conversation like this. This is a miracle. It's, it's, it's awesome though. <laughs> it's pretty great. It's really, really great. Well, that's it for us with uh, here at the Housekeepers Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in and hanging out with us today for Rhonda Loftus. What was it? What was it again? Loftus what? Hellet. Rhonda Loftus Hellet. Do you there say you the word hyphen or you just put the hyphen in there? Um, majority of the time, I just say Rhonda Loftus. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll say Ron. It depends on like Rhonda Loftus Hellet. I just make a space. Oh. Rhonda Loftus, pause, hell it. There you go. All right, good. I got it. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for, thank you everyone so much for tuning in and hanging out with us today here at the Housekeepers Podcast. If you are interested in learning more about our management training program, specifically for housekeeping managers who work in healthcare, we really only cater to people who work in healthcare nursing homes like Miss Rhonda and I. Visit housekeepingleadershipacademy.com. Otherwise, Rhonda, thank you so much for being here with me. I really appreciate it. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Happy I appreciate you too. That's it. The Housekeepers Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's show. Keep in mind, the best way to ensure that you never miss an episode of the Housekeepers Podcast is by subscribing to the show and following us on social media. For those of you who are more visually stimulated, you can always watch us record the show live each week on LinkedIn, Facebook, and YouTube. In fact, we post all of our videos on YouTube, so make sure you are subscribing to our YouTube channel. If you love the show and you want to help us out, please consider writing a review and sharing the show with all your friends and families and colleagues. And if you are looking for more information about today's guest, all of their contact information and the links to their website are in the show's notes. That's it. Until next time, this has been the cleanest hour in podcasting. I am Ralph Peterson, and I'll see you later.